Good evening, and welcome back to episode 12 of Spooktober. This is your host, Jade, from the Nerdfix, and for this episode, we'll be going over a crime story that is 27 years old, something that will really send a chill up your spine, and something that will really put your blood boiling up a bit. So I hope you're ready for this, because this will be something very, very chilling. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your spooky tales. On August 2nd, 1993, Eric M. Smith murdered four-year-old Derek Roby in Steuben County, New York and was convicted of second-degree murder in 1994 and was sentenced to nine years to life in prison. Eric Smith was born on January 22, 1980. Growing up, he enjoyed spending time with his grandparents, Red and Eddie Wilson. According to his grandfather, he described him as someone who would come in and give us hugs and kisses, and he liked being a clown. However, according to a diagnosis from a defense psychiatrist, he was diagnosed with an intermediate explosive disorder, causing him to be violent and unpredictable. But this was a rare disorder that was rarely seen at as Miss Age at the age of 13. According to court documents, it was shown that Eric was a loner and was often tormented by bullies for his protruding well-set ears, thick glasses, red hair, and freckles. It later emerged that during her pregnancy, Smith's mother took an epilepsy drug, Tridon, which is known to cause birth defects. It has been speculated that this contributed to Smith's later violent behavior, as he was often bullied, bullied for the size of his ears and it led to what he described as pent-up rage, which he would later take out on Derek. It has also been known that, besides being picked on by the older children at school, he was also picked on by his father and his older sister. On August 2nd, 1993, when Eric was 13 years old, he was riding his bike to a summer day camp in a local park, and Derek Roby was walking alone after saying goodbye to his mother to the same camp. Eric saw Derek and lured him to a nearby wooded area. There, Eric took his rage out on the poor four-year-old boy, strangling him, dropping a large rock on the boy's body, then on the boy's head, undressing him and sodomized him with a stick. The cause of death was determined to be blunt trauma to the head with contributing asphyxia. At around 11 a.m., Doreen Roby went to pick up her son at the park, only to find that Derek never arrived. Immediately, police were called and a four-hour investigation ensued. After four hours, the body of Derek Roby was found. This went, became a murder case, and it made national headlines due to the age of the killer and the victim. 
Just six days after the murder, Eric confessed to his mother that he was responsible for murdering Derek. The Smith family later that evening informed law enforcement about the murder, and Eric was immediately arrested for the crime. On August 16, 1994, Eric was convicted of second-degree murder and was sentenced to the maximum term avail then available for juvenile murderers, nine years to life in prison. While in jail, he wrote an apology letter to the Roby family and read it on public television. I know my actions have caused a terrible loss in the Roby family, and for that, I am truly sorry. I try to think as much as possible about what Derek would never experience. His 16th birthday, Christmas, any time, owning his own house, graduating, going to college, getting married, his first child. If I could go back in time, I would switch places with Derek and endure all the pain I've caused him. If it meant that he would go on living, I switch places, but I can't. As of this recording, Smith has been denied parole 10 times since 2002. And after a failed hearing in 2012, the parole board cited a concern for public safety and his decision, and the Roby and Derek's parents opposed to his release. At that hearing, he told the parole board that he would not return to Savona if released, and instead would go to a shelter or a halfway house. He will, Eric M. Smith will be eligible for parole again on October of 2021. Our second story is the murder of Adam Walsh. The case of Adam Walsh began back in the summer of 1981 when six-year-old Adam Walsh and his mother, Revae, went to the Hollywood Mall in Hollywood, Florida, where Reve wanted to get a lamp at the Sears department. While shopping, Adam asked his mother if he could watch two kids play a video game display that they had at the mall. She lets him and she goes to get what she wants. When she returns for Adam, she is horrified to find that he was gone. She went to the customer service desk to see where Adam had disappeared, but he was nowhere to be found. John and Rebe Walsh called services to look for, to search for their son, from police cars to helicopters, but their son was kidnapped from plain sight. They even begged for their son's life on public television, but one day, while begging for their son's life on Good Morning America, on August 10th, 1981, it, they got news that that the remains of a young boy was found, and the remains were that of Adam. Two fishermen found a severed head in the Vero Beach, Florida Canal, and it was later discovered that the severed head belonged to Adam Walsh. Although his head was found, the rest of his body was never found. About, about over 30 years on December 16, 2008, the case was now officially closed. As they now confirmed that Otis Tool was Adam Walsh's murder. Murderer.
Finally, our last story is the murder of Andrew and Abby Porter. Now, I bet you have heard of the Lizzie Borden case. If you have, you probably will remember this little nursery rhyme. Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, gave her father 41. This case is from the Lizzie Borden case that happened over 100 years ago. On one hot summer afternoon in 1892, Abby Borden was in her bedroom when an unknown murderer came into the bedroom and struck Abby 19 times in the head with an axe. A few hours later, Andrew Borden returned home from work, unaware of what had happened to his wife, and goes to take a nap on the couch. The murderer comes in and murders Adam with 11 blows to the head. When the police found him, he was unrecognizable to the others, for his eye was hanging on his cheek. The only person who was a witness to the crime was their was their daughter Lizzie, who was charged for the, her parents' murder, but was found not guilty of all charges. And to this day, the case has been left cold for over 100 years. Fun fact, you can go and visit the Lizzie Borden house, but if you do plan to stay there at the bed and breakfast, be prepared because it's haunted and you probably won't be getting any good night's rest there. Just as a forewarning. Sweet dreams. And that was three true crime stories to keep you up at night. I hope you enjoyed tonight's scary horror stories for tonight. And to end this episode, whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not, Keep loving what makes you, you, and stay awesome. Thank you so much for listening. This is Jade from The Nerd Fix signing off as I disappear into the night.